The following message is the Word of God from Abiyokuta Believers Meeting 2018, Latter Rain Season 2. Be blessed. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. And the scripture reads, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift or the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Says by grace are ye saved, so we are saved by grace, the instrument through which grace saves us is faith. And it tells us that that faith is not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. But then we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which ye before the foundation of this world, has ordained that we should walk in them. This evening I want to spend my time sharing on the grace that is called faith. That is, this grace that we call faith. And that it's a product not of our own self-effort, but it's a product of His work within us. In other words, faith is a product of the workings of God within us. That the Bible says God is at work in us both for us to will and also to do of His own good pleasure. In other words, if God really is at work in us, what will happen is, it will be evident in that we will will and we will also do of his own good pleasure. But that that work is carried out by God himself within us. That when the Bible says that the just shall live by his faith, it was referring to the man living by the faith of Jesus. Not by his own faith, but by his faith. For Paul said, I am crucified together with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ who lives on the inside of me. For the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Now the point I want to establish, I want to go in today, is that we cannot ignore the gap that is between our theology, which is what we teach doctrinally, and the experiences that we have in our Christian walk. 
I had a man who used to pastor me many years ago. He said, every revival has occurred when men read the Bible and then look at the condition of their lives. And there's a strong yearning on the inside of them for the condition of their work so much of what is written in scripture is what has been responsible for every major outpouring spirit. In other words, they went to God in earnest cry and God poured out his spirit so that what is written and they saw in the word of God becomes flesh within their lives or it becomes manifest. So we mustn't dismiss this gap between our theology and our experience. What we need is to ask for light and to also ask for guidance. Isaiah 34 tells us this. It says, Take ye the book of the Lord and read. It says it here, verse 16, Isaiah 34, 16. Seek ye out the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail, none shall once have made, for my mouth has commanded it, and his spirit hath gathered it. In other words, what you read in the word of God, God's mouth has commanded it, but the person that will gather it is the Spirit of God. So every time men have read things in the Word and have looked in and through their lives and their condition is distant from what they have read in the Scripture, then they've looked up to God and God has poured out of His Spirit. As Jesus said, tarry until you endured with power from on high after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you'll be witnesses. Now what witnesses means? Proof producers. In other words, the Spirit is poured out to produce the proof of the Scriptures. I mean, Mary, when the Word of God came to her, she said, how can these things be? When we look into the Word of God, we ought to say, how can these things be? For he said, a small one shall be as a thousand, and the great one among you shall be as a nation. And you ask, how can these things be? And he says, that, let's say the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and the power of God shall overshadow thee. And that is what we are talking to today, that is the grace there that produces faith. That is, as the Bible says, great grace was upon them, and with much power gave the apostles witness of the scripture. Or when it tells us we shall come up to the throne of grace, that we might obtain grace to help in the time of need. It means great grace is poured out, and that causes the word of God to be fulfilled in our flesh. So I want to look at this this evening. And first of all, let me say this, and this is what James was speaking to. When he said, you believe, all right, God. He said, also demons believe and evil tremble. That first of all, there is a difference between a person saying, all right, between a person saying that 
I believe inside my heart in healing. Let's just take that. I believe in healing. I believe God can heal. Now, if we go and meet, say somebody who is on a deathbed, so to speak, the doctors say he has two more weeks to live, this cancer is eating up his body. We say, do you believe God can heal this person? Every single person will say, God can heal this person. Even talk to the heathen. Do you believe the God in heaven has the power to heal this person? Everybody says, yes, I believe God has the power to heal this person. Do you believe it? Yes. Therefore, when I ask you, are you therefore certain that before 14 days when he dies, this person will be walking on the streets of Abelkta? Then everybody stops. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. If we ask, do you believe God can do it? Yes. If I question that and I come out to them and I say, you know, I don't believe that God can heal somebody, all of there's going to be an opera in this place. James said even demons believe. But if I come now and I say, I believe God can heal this person, everybody agrees. Then I say, in the next 10 days, this man will be on the streets of Abelkta walking around. Everybody gets quiet. Say, chief, this is your prophecy. Are you sure it will come to pass? Are you following saying Now, are you therefore saying that God has the power, but God will not use his power? Alright, before you say that there might be something on the mind of God that no, people do not know. Jesus Christ was the perfect expression of the Father. You show me one person in the Bible that went to Jesus for healing and did not get it. I said, show me one individual. The Bible did not discriminate as to their background. Did not discriminate as to... The, are you following there? The Bible says he healed every one of them. The only recorded man in scripture that was with Jesus that did not get healed was Simon the leper. He invited Jesus to his house and there was explanation. And a woman came there and broke the and the man said, if this man were a prophet, he would have known that this woman is a prostitute. So you could see that even though he associated with Jesus socially, he didn't believe. Are you following what I'm saying? Here? Don't forget the Bible says if you see the power in your power to do good to your brother, it is wickedness for you to tell him to go and come back. So I've asked you, does God have the power to heal? Yes. What is causing the problem? One thing, doubt. Are you following what I'm saying? Even though you believe God can, you are not sure God will. Faith is not God can. Faith is God will. Faith is not, I believe God can heal this person. Faith is, come back in two weeks time, this bed will be empty. Faith is, 
I'm telling you, if you come back in two weeks' time and this bed is not empty and this man is not walking around, then take it from me that I'm not a man of God. That is what faith is. That kind of statement, the Bible says, is not produced by our works. Do you understand what I'm saying? That a man that stands up and says, in 10 days time this bed will be empty, that statement came as a result of a gift that was imparted into him. Once we understand it, then those who speak with prophetic power and all certainty, we will understand where they are coming from. So we must be able to differentiate between believing in healing or that God can heal from having faith, all right? Having faith for it to happen, this is a totally different thing. And many have tried to act on that quote and unquote believing God can do it rather than acting from faith. Are you following what I'm saying? Why do people fail? We act from believing. In other words, the person lays hands on the sick not knowing that God will heal but believing God can heal. Let me give an example here. Said it several times. When I got born again, I struggled with one part of scripture. And I want to help us so we rethink this thing called faith. And find out that we have made it hard while God has made it easy. You understand what I'm saying? That that's what Jesus was saying. He said, search the scriptures. He said, but your mistake is that you think in them you have eternal life. Which means once you know the scripture, you think that you have... Are you following what I'm saying here? He said, but what the scriptures are telling you is that they are testifying of me. Then take the testimony and come to me and I will impart the life of the word. So there are many people discussing the scriptures without the life of it. There are many theologians who have no solid fellowship with God. That's what Jesus was saying. That there is a kind that cannot come out without you praying and fasting. If it wasn't necessary, Jesus would say it. You can't be more of a son than Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? You can't be. You can't be more of a son. It was Jesus that was planted for us now to come out of it. Are you following me? He lived without sin. Now, I will get to a place in scripture and I say, God, what's going on here? You are sounding partial. I say, God, they say you're no respectable person, but this one doesn't sound right. So I'll get there and I'll skip the scripture. I just want to show you that people can be praying but not have faith for what they are praying about. What was the story? Angel Gabriel came to Mary. Angel Gabriel came to Zechariah. Gabriel. No two different angels. Same angel. When the angel appeared, their reaction was the same. That's why the angel said, fear not. Which one is something? Fear not. Alright? The angel essentially brought the same message. You will have a son. He will do this. You will have a son. He will do that. 
They responded essentially in principle the same way. Mary said, how can these things be? Seen I know no man. In Zechariah said, how can these things be? Seen I'm well stricken in years. Same thing. You agree with me? Then the response changed. Told Mary, started teaching. The power of God, let me explain how it happened. The power of God shall come over thee, and the power of God shall thee, and you shall conceive. When he got to Zechariah, he said, listen, for what you said, you are dumb. You will not take... So I said, God, what's going on here? They said, you are no respecter of persons. And one day God sat me and said, keep reading the Bible, any scripture you don't understand, sit with it. Every scripture is self-explanatory. Sit with it. Then I saw it. When the angel came to Mary, the angel said, thou art highly favored. When the angel came to Zechariah, he said, thy prayer has been what? Answered. If you knew your prayer couldn't be answered, because you are well stricken in years. Why were you praying? So what am I saying? There are many people who are praying. But don't have the faith imparted for what they are asking God about. So the fact that somebody laid their hands on the sick. Doesn't mean they believe he will recover. That anybody who lays his hands on the sick and believes he will recover, that sick person will recover. Do you understand what I'm saying? But that person must have gone through a certain type of fellowship with God to enter into that state. This is what I want to show. And that fellowship is beyond. Me getting a book and reading T.J. Makosan's book that tells me the 39 stripes, what it means. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's beyond me knowing the Greek words. There are men that don't know the Greek words, but I've seen the face of God on it. I can preach T.J. Makosan. You don't know who he is. The deepest Greek man on healing. You will not, under, you'll be shouting in this place. That doesn't mean I believe if I leave this place and I say a crippled man, I will say rise. It doesn't mean. Do you understand something? I can even share it and go and say, can't get up. As he said, I cannot get up. <laughs> this is why many have tried to act, right, on this belief without understanding what faith really is and they keep failing. We've said the same thing happened in their book of Acts. Praying for the release of Peter. The Bible says they prayed without what? Season. For Peter. Peter was released. Are He came, let's say we're doing prayer meeting now for Peter. So all of us are walking around there. Margaret Tash, Gretos, and you're hearing serious tongues. Makuliaka, Peter. Leshinketosala, Peter. Nengobobaba, Peter. Jeke. Now, Peter gets to the door and you see somebody saying, Peter, Jeke, Jeke. Then Rhoda runs in and says, Chief, your Jeke has been hurt. And all the apostles said, You are mad. (laughs) Why did they come for the prayer meeting? Because they believed in God. 
but they had more faith in Herod's ability to kill than God to deliver. Then they, she kept affirming that it was so. I heard his voice. Then they said, he is his ghost. In other words, we know Peter has died. Somebody said, then how come Peter was saved? Because Jesus had said, when he was alive, this is how you'll be led in your old age. It was the prophetic word of Jesus that preserved you. The Ajeke did not save Peter. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying here? So people can come regularly for prayer meeting just for promotion in church. Not based on faith. That if they don't see me in this meeting, the next role of Dickens, my name might not be there. So Jeke, what that Jeke is? Dickin, Macris, Dickin. Are you seeing me, Pastor? Macalabas. Do you understand what we're saying? But there is an encounter. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Nobody did anything great without an encounter. Moses saw something before he went out. Joshua saw something before he went out. If you don't see something, you can do nothing. Are you following what I'm saying? If you don't see something, you can't do anything. They can preach to you, but if you don't see something. That was why when Elijah was going, Elijah said, give me the double portion. He said, when I'm being caught up, if you can see. He said, you have been hearing all these days, but if you can do what? See. Look at 2 Kings 6 and verse 17. This is what I'm saying here. Now what happened in verse 15? And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And a servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? We are in trouble. How shall we do? Look, I'm telling you this. If you have seen something, just before I came here, there's a property we're trying to get, we want to get. The man told me on the phone, he's in America, he said, I but I've seen something in scripture. The man said it's impossible. I said, sir, you are a businessman. You have done impossible things. Don't say anything is impossible. It is possible. He said, okay, pastor, it is possible. You reduce, once you have seen something, you are not discouraged. You will use prophetic statement to reduce it. Then, you see, but if you have seen nothing, once they oppose you, you take off. Are you going to say? Look at this. They said, what shall we do? Verse 16, he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, here is the issue here. This is where we now make it. He said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And the man looked at Elijah, Elijah and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Elijah knew instantly that this man has not crossed. 
even though he has heard the right statement, he hasn't crossed into this realm. This is what we do to people I want to show today. We now tell people, since they said, fear not, they that have more thoughts than I am more than them, we now start pacing the floor. I fear not. Those that are with me are more than they with me. I fear not. Those that are with me are more than I fear not. Those that are there. Are you going to say? I fear not. Those that are there. Elisha knew the secret. Immediately he said it. He said, he looked at him. He said, Lord, open his eyes. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, open his eyes that he may do what? See. The minute his eyes were opened, he saw. Ah! He said, I see what you have seen. So I'm now where you are. More are with us. If you don't see it, you can't operate in it. Go and read well, where we say we must be born again. Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. When the serpent was lifted up, serpent said, whosoever steadfastly beholds, this serpent shall live. Jesus said, if you can, that's why the Bible says, with an open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, not hearing, but beholding. That's why John said, this is how it starts. That which we have heard, that we have seen, then we have looked upon, that's what our hands have handled. In other words, everything you hear in this conference, you must go back and see something. Because to hear that there are more than with us that are against them are with us that are against us is good. But that is the testimony. Do you understand what I'm saying? We search the scriptures, but don't think that once you have found things in scripture, you have the substance of it. But you now have the testimony of Jesus, which means that now I know that I'm sure that Jesus will function this way. In other words, I have the testimony that he is Christ the healer. So I go and he imparts healing. So there is no entrance into the realm of the Spirit without the written word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't find something in scripture, then you don't have any testimony to approach God on. Do you know it? What am I saying to you? Didn't you see those two men walk with Jesus after he was raised from death? Down the road? The Bible says that when Jesus appeared to them, he said, why are you so sad? They told Jesus, are you a stranger in this city? Have you not heard about a man called Jesus? They were looking at Jesus. Are you a stranger? Have you not heard about the man Jesus? In other words, when Jesus was raised from the dead, his physical thing must have changed where you couldn't even recognize him physically again. He said, haven't you heard? Jesus said, well, start telling him about the man. The Bible says he was shamed from the Lord to the prophet. Everything concerning himself. 
They still were listening. They didn't recognize Jesus. You can be taught. Let me show you this. What now happened was after some time, Jesus and I said, they told Jesus, stay with us, it's late. Jesus, they're breaking bread, their eyes were opened and they beheld him. You know what they said? Then Jesus vanished. They said, didn't our hearts burning in us? In other words, you can be here in Revelation, your heart is burning with fire, but you haven't seen what you are hearing. Because if you see, you will be transformed. Listen, no effort is required on the part of the man who beholds to be transformed. Once he sees, the Holy Ghost transforms. But something is required for him to be able to see. In other words, if you come here and we pour a bucket of water on you, nothing is required for you to get wet once we pour the bucket of water. But something is required to get the water to pour. What is required is what Paul called labor to enter that rest. It is that labor that Elisha did when he said God opened his eyes. It is why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 there that God may give you the spirit. He was talking to the church. He was talking to believers. He was praying that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of their understanding may be enlightened. He said once that happened, the same power that raised up Jesus starts working in you. Let me tell you. You can see what's going on. Social media. There's pressure on the church. We can't teach what we can't prove. Those days are over. You can't be sharing and you don't prove what you are sharing. Do you understand what I'm saying here? You can't say Jesus saves and you are not saved. Are you following what I'm saying here? I mean, if somebody came to meet you and said, listen to me, this is a detergent. Listen, I've had a problem with stains and it tells you once you use this detergent, the stain will be removed. And you use the detergent and the stain is not removed. You are coming to meet the person you are a 419. You can't tell somebody Jesus delivers from things and they are not. Are you following what I'm saying here? So what I want to see here is that this faith here is not just a condition of the mind. But it is a divinely imparted grace of the, of the heart. That we struggle to believe the scriptures into reality. When he wants, by his grace, to work the reality of them into our beings. We are trying to speak things into existence, right, by bypassing the process. But he is trying, as we are speaking, we feel, let us just say things into existence, but God says, this is what I am doing when you are speaking. Your tongue is a pen of a ready writer. I am first of all writing my laws in your heart and inside your mind. Are you following what I'm saying here? Until those things are written inside you, they cannot be realized on the outside. We take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God there. And we say we want to use it on demons to cut off the heads of demons. Are you following what I'm saying here? 
And he says this sword of the spirit is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is to pierce into the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit. We are trying to change on the outside first. He is trying to change on the inside first. He says if I change you, you will change the world. Do you understand this? So I can get up and say I want to grow a big church. God says I want to first of all grow a big man. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't want to increase the capacity on the outside first. I want to increase your own capacity first. When your capacity has increased, nothing can stop you. Do you understand this? So we want the power to walk without. He wants the power to walk within. And he says, when your obedience is complete, then there's a readiness to revenge all disobedience on the outside. So John 5, 39 he says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you'll have eternal life. And I quickly want to show the process here, well, and I'll give you instructions. You may not carry them out. You may say, I don't agree, but don't forget. Hmm? Just, I don't, you don't have to do it, but don't, you will even forget. Because what I'm saying is accurate. The Holy Ghost, if you don't do it in 10 years' time, will remind you. You were in that meeting in Abelkuta. You heard Pastor Joe saying, why don't you do that thing? Why don't you do that thing? Why don't you do it? Discipleship comes from the word discipline. It comes from the word routine. You cannot say you are a disciple of Jesus if you do not have a routine. That's what he was saying to those that believed on him. He said, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth. In other words, you will, that word know, is the same word when he says, and Adam knew Eve. In other words, the truth there is now the person. You will come into that interaction with him, and the truth shall set you free. So you can believe something that you haven't experienced. You understand what I'm saying? But he says, who is my disciple? If you continue in my word. And that is that labor there in the word of God. And it results into you having that kind of encounter with God. The same one that Joshua had before he went to the Jordan. The same kind of encounter that Moses had in the morning before he went out. You have that kind of encounter inside your heart. That the God who commanded light to shine out darkness has shown something has happened inside you that changed you. John 5, 39 here. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. I know we are throwing with this thing. The early church. Go and read. Catholics have regular times they pray every day. Muslims saw the early church do it. And establish five times they pray. Pentecostals today pray as they feel the Holy Ghost leads. That Holy Ghost leads, they are saying, is to absorb themselves the responsibility of praying. Anybody who tells you, I read my Bible as the Holy Ghost leads, check them. They don't read the Bible once in a while. Are you following? The Bible says Jesus as his custom was. As his custom was. What that means is you got up at 4 a.m. Jesus was somewhere praying. 
the early church, they had started, the Bible says, when it got to the sixth hour, when it got to the ninth hour, they had times they went to do what? Pray. Search every encounter they had. It's either at that hour or just after it. Check it. Read it. Daniel, that the, the, the devil, they the, 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 entered the lion's den. Read it now. He had three times he prayed. Get any students that tells you, how will you read your books as the Holy Ghost leads? Hold it. Hold it. The Bible says the invisible things of God are clearly seen by the things that are made. God gave us seasons. We know we are going into raining season. If it is the Holy Ghost that established seasons, the sun rises at a time, sets at a time. That is the Holy Ghost. Are you following what I'm saying? Which means that there are cycles, there are seasons. This is how God operates. So, John 5, 39 here says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. So I will not know who God is if I don't read the Bible. Are you following what I'm saying? I will not know who Jesus is if I don't read. I won't understand, alright, what I should approach him. I won't understand the songs to sing if I don't have his testimony. I won't understand how to worship him. I, I won't understand, alright, how to communicate. So I search the scriptures. But the mistake is to think that once I know something is in the Bible, that to tell somebody who is addicted to cocaine, that once you know inside the Bible there, that God has delivered, that that means that that addiction will leave you. Are you following me? He said, you will come and... What is happening is that people are struggling with the knowledge of the scriptures, trying to produce it. When God is saying, I am the one who walks it in you. If you come to me, that reality of that thing, you will find it in you. So people are struggling and they are wondering what's going on. Why is this thing not real? Why do we know so much? And it's difficult to live out what we know. Because he said, tarry until you are endued with power from on high. Because he's saying that, listen, they testify of me. He said, you will not come to me. Even the Pharisees, Jesus said, you see what they are saying? They are correct. He said, they have the key of knowledge. He said, but they can't practice anything they are saying. In other words, when Jesus started talking, it wasn't even so much the difference in what he was saying but the power that was coming out. They said it's with authority and power. It wasn't like, you know, content by Jesus was just discussing things that nobody knew. But the power, which means the substance of scripture was coming out. So it says that you will not come to me that you might have eternal life. So genuine faith is not just our ability now to count something as being done. But it, it is actually a deep consciousness 
divinely imparted into the heart that it is done. So it's not just my ability to count something as being done, but it's a deep consciousness there. Something that was imparted right on the inside. I think it was Charles Price that said this right. He said a man came to meet him for healing. And he looked at the man and said, Sir, I will not lie to you. I don't, you do not, you believe God can heal. But you've not arrived at the point where, right, there is faith there for healing. He said, go. Go and spend time with God. He said, something will be imparted into you. When it's imparted, come back. He said, a few days after the man came back on his wheelchair there. He said, when he looked at him, this is what Peter was saying. He said, take heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns. He looked at him and said, sir, I'll get it tonight. I have it. Only one more step. Lay your hands on me and I'll be off this wheelchair. He said as he was approaching him to lay hands, the man got up by himself. He said there was no healing that day. Another woman came, went to the meeting, came back. Right? This is what Kenneth Higgins was saying when he said, I never prayed the first week. I keep teaching and teaching. What they understand what they say. The people that will rush forward first week believe God can heal them. But they've not arrived at the point. He said this woman came up sometime on the wheelchair and she went and came back and she said to the people that brought the wheelchair, take the wheelchair, take the, they came with the boss and said you can take the wheelchair back. Tonight is the night. I know it's deep on the inside of me. Tonight God has visited me. They put her there. Before anything could happen, she was up. That testimony was told to somebody. The person heard the testimony and also came for the next meeting and told them, take my wheelchair away. Said why? Because I heard that the, what that person did was take the wheelchair home. So I also am acting on it. You know what that means? It means that you saw somebody enter into a shop, wrote a check, gave the owner of the car, and took the car out. And you are saying that how do you buy a car? By going in and writing a check. You don't buy a car by writing a check. There was a day that that man saw the car and said, I do not have enough in my bank to buy this car. So he went and did business. And from the business, got money into his account. When he got money into his account, he moved from desire to knowing. And then he used the check as a means of transferring the substance from the account to the car dealer. Now, you haven't done that business to get the money into your account, but then you go and you write a check. Then the demons say, Paul, we know, Jesus, we know, who are you? What do I mean by divinely imparted? This is what I mean. Somebody looks at a car, wants to buy a car, loves, he desires that car. Anytime, because he doesn't have the money in his account, anytime he drives and that car drives past him, he's intimidated. I don't have the money for the car, but I like this car. But let him do one business deal that he now has 20 times more than what that car costs in his account. Next time he passes the car, he's at peace. He looks at the car. It's not forced, he just looks at it. He's at peace. I'm saying there's a trans transaction, a business transaction with heaven. 
that causes a deposit into your heart. That when you look at what used to intimidate you, you are at peace. From that position of peace, you write a check that releases that substance into that place in exchange comes the car. From that position of peace, you release words that causes an exchange for that thing to come out. But it's not speaking that made it happen. Is the, do you understand what I'm saying that? Speaking is how you transferred what was inside your heart. So what am I discussing? The business transaction with heaven that releases the substance of scriptures into you. Are you going to say this? Somebody says the landlord doesn't have money. He's hiding in fear. Listen, there's something you can tell the person. He will be afraid. Because the rent is due. He doesn't have it. The landlord is coming. He starts hiding. Let him just do some business and let the money be in his account. As the landlord is walking, the heat will walk from that side and say, Sir, good afternoon, sir. Even the landlord will know that something has changed. Are you following what I'm saying here? The landlord will know something has changed. Please hear me very well. When a man is in faith, there's a level of authority he has. When that substance. That is why when those men came out and they said, give us the man in arms said, or I was looking for arms said, give me. They said, silver and gold have I. Now, look at what they said. They didn't say, look to God. They said, look on us. The substance is inside. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying here? They said, look on us. They had the substance. So somebody that doesn't understand, they say, why are they saying, look on us? Why are they saying, look on us? Why are they saying, look on us? Let me say, but 19, I went for a meeting, um, Bishop Wallow case meeting, in the first day or so that I just saw Bishop Edith in my life. He came into the meeting. He said, this happened, I heard this happen yesterday. He said, but I wasn't around yesterday. Me being around changes the game. Ah. You look and say, is this arrogance? Those men said, do what? Which means, I am carrying something. Those men looked and said, look on us. Silver and gold have we none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. Then said, in the name of Jesus, rise. But they had something. So somebody doesn't have anything and repeats the formula. Wait, why do you think those disciples said to Jesus, how could we not cast him out? In other words, we did what you did. We said, come out. Come out. Come out. Why did he not come out? Jesus said, there is a transference that doesn't occur without prayer and fasting. Listen, I don't, I don't want to debate with you. He said, we don't need to fast. No problem. But show me signs and wonders at a level without fasting. Then we agree. But don't talk theory of... Are you from saying yeah? We will not agree. If you are raising the dead, and you say, I ate, I ate like a glutton, and as I finished, I was raising it, then we will follow you. But don't tell me that you see, hidden in Christ Jesus is not necessary, and all that, and then you are not doing anything bound in sin, and you are saying it's not necessary to fast. We cannot follow that. Do you understand what I'm saying here? 
If you say we don't need to pray, and without prayer you enter a place, you are doing massive things, we will follow. And say, let's read that Bible. Maybe we didn't understand what Jesus was saying. But you are not getting anything done. And you are speaking, all you are speaking is English? And Greek, which, which we can, I can give you Greek books, you can read Greek. In 30 minutes you got Greek. But my dear friends, as boy younger Joe says, first hour of prayer I'm talking to devil. After first hour then I start talking to God. What does that mean? That means as you are praying, the first hour you are struggling, and after some time you break through. He said at that point then I begin to have a free flow there. Chief, he built the largest church, he must know something. He said that when I break through, I run on my prayer track six times. He said, when I finish the sixth time, heaven starts speaking to me on what to do. What is the understanding of that? Many of us break through in prayer after, and we feel that's the end of the prayer and walk away. We don't know the fellowship has just begun. And that we feel, so we walk away. So all that time is almost like we got to the point where we hit the gosha. Are you saying? And we should have stayed there. And then the Holy Ghost begins to talk to you about several things. But you felt that was all. Your true fellowship just began. So understand what he was saying in the realm of the spirit. He said, listen, six times I go on those tracks. Six times. Understand what he's saying Larry Lee said, I preached where, he said, how did God even get me into prayer? He said, I preached in a place, he said, first day was a revival, no man got saved. Second day, no man got saved. Third day, he said, I saw two nuns, they came to meet me. They said, could you help us with our guitar? He said, he helped them fix the string. They said, have you, do you know the story of five loaves and two pieces of He said, yes. He said, we were praying for five hours for you when we saw nothing was happening in your meeting. So we stayed in prayer for five hours. And God told us on the fifth hour, the message that will save people is tell him to teach on five loaves and two. Go and teach that. And they laid hands on him and said, what we received, we transfer to you. Go. He said, he got up there. He didn't prepare that message. What he prepared, he left. He preached five loaves, two pieces of fish. 500 people gave their lives to Christ. He said, he was looking for the nuns the next day. That, that's all he was looking for. They came back and said, this is what it is. Five hours in prayer. Laid hands on him. He went back. He said, after he finished the meeting, God showed him what prayer was. He said, he built a church that had more people in the church than in the city. But you say, prayer is not necessary. Because I'm in Christ. We say, no problem. Are you following me? The man who you are in, the Bible says, in the days of his flesh. When you are in heaven, you don't have to do this. But in flesh. He offered up prayers with Christ. Are you following me? And he was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, he was not heard because he was just saying, I'm a son. He was heard because of his reverence to God. That God, if listen, I cannot do one thing here without hearing from you. Listen, you know what happens? It's the same thing Jesus told the disciples. He said, you don't need to watch and pray. He said, hey, no problem. He said, you will deny me three times. 
So what does Revelation therefore do from the scriptures? When I get insights to the scriptures, it opens a door of communication between me and heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? My insights into the word of God opens a door of communication between me and heaven. In other words, when I see that all things have passed away, all things have become new, I can make a demand on heaven to flush every old thing out of my being. If I see by the stripes of Jesus I've been healed, I can make now a demand on heaven to get every sickness out of my body. Do you get what I'm saying? And Jesus said, I will match what you have seen in the scripture and manifest it in your life. I will pour out my spirit and match it in your life. Read Acts chapter 2. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. But the minute they were threatened and they got themselves into a difficult position, they went back to their company and reported all. And which means a demand was made. They took the psalm, they prayed it. In answer, the Holy Ghost was poured out to match that situation. So let me close here. Go to Hebrews chapter 4 here. Because the time is fast. Let me just just read from Hebrews 4 here. This is what we're saying. Verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into the rest. What's that rest there is what I described. That the man doesn't have a car, fiscal car yet. There was a time when he looked at the car, his heart wanted the car. That's what happened to Moses. He knew in his heart he was to deliver the children of Israel. He knew. He tried it, he failed. Then he now got an encounter where there was a transference. That same Lord that he used to commit murder parted the Red Sea. So, you look at the car, it's beyond you. There's a transaction that happens where money gets into your account. You don't yet have the car, but now the car doesn't intimidate you. You have to pay the rent. You don't have any money. You are bound there, fear, you are dodging. The money comes into your account, you become fearless as far as the landlord is concerned. You see him, you look at him, and say, sir, how are you? He's eating, now you sit with him. Sir, let me eat some of your meat now. This is somebody you are, are you following what I'm saying here? Now you say, can you give me some of your meat? I'm saying that when that thing enters into you, the sickness, you look at it and say, don't worry, guy, you are going tomorrow out of this hospital. Do you get what I'm saying here? You start talking from a place of what? Rest. What has happened is, the minute the money entered the account, he entered into what? Rest. Rest is not manifestation. It's a condition and a state of the heart. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Because if, if that state of the heart is not there, and it's just manifestation, it is idolatry. I must rejoice in the fulfillment of something before it manifests. So that when it manifests, I've already fulfilled the rejoicing. I'm no longer impressed, quote now, by manifestation. Do you get what I'm saying? One day, one someone in church wrote me a testimony and said, she said, I rejoice in the fulfillment of the word of God. She said, Pastor, something I don't understand. I said, why? She said, it was an anticlimax. When the thing finally came, I wasn't as, I wasn't as impressed as I thought I would be. I said, that means you, 
God, you, things don't move you again. He said, because I rejoice, and you cannot rejoice twice in something like that. If somebody walks out there, gives you a brand new car, you say, praise the Lord, you're happy about it. It begins to diminish every day, the joy in the material thing. Do you get what I'm saying here? In one week's time, you are not as happy as you are. Are you following? That's the way material things are. So once you rejoice in the fulfillment of something, you get into high praise, you are right there in high praise. When the thing manifests, you have already praised that that is not, you understand what I'm saying? So you are even detached from it. If God asks you to give it away, you don't have any problem. Anything you, sh- you listen to me. Anything you have a problem giving away, you got it a carnal way. I know what I'm saying. How do you know? When it was time to give up Ishmael, it grieved Abraham. When it was time to give up Isaac, there was no grief. What you struggle and organize is what you hold to tight. What is given by grace is easy to give. That's why, if you, that's why they say, if you labor and swear to get church members, you organize them. And you, you can, Ishmael could have looked like Isaac because they were brothers. Do you get what I'm saying? If you organize, the day they say that once is going, you'll be angry. If they came with grace, and they say they're going, you sit them and ask, so are you okay? Are everything fine? Are you sure? All right? Do you need any help for you to go? You, it's, it's, it's free. Because when you're flowing there, you, you, in fact, if people are not going, you know something is wrong. Because a dead sea is only one that flows into, it has no outlet. How can you be eating and you are not giving out anything? So people should come and say one day, you don't want to start a ministry, that's great. Are you following what I'm saying? I don't like it in my job when nobody wants to start ministry because it's not good. It's not good. Because we can't be breathing in, we have to breathe out. If there's no release, there's a problem. Do you get what I'm saying? Because it's a test from God. When you release well, you, that thing is multiplied. So for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached, this is what we are saying, they heard the word. Did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although my works are finished from the foundation of this world. For he spoke in a certain place on the seventh day. And then he now tells us in verse 10. For he that has entered into rest has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. He says divine. Sorry. To the piercing and dividing asunder. And it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. All things are naked. Seeing then that we have such a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. In other words, hold fast to saying the same thing as God. So you start saying those things that you have seen in the Word of God. But it says, Now, we are going to now take this from saying it to another level. It says this. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but was at all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in that time of need. 
In other words, what he's saying is that you are holding fast your confession. He says Jesus went on without ever deviating all right, from the path of God. And he tells us this is how he did it. Because anything he saw that he was declaring, he came quickly to the throne of grace. That's why if you read it on, right, now in, in the original manuscript, all right, there is no chapter and verse. So when he clo- that, that statement doesn't end there. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. For every high priest is taken from among men and is ordained for men in things that pertain to God. And then he goes on. And then he goes on and tells us that verse 7, who in the days of his flesh he offered up prayers. So he's telling us that this is how Jesus also operated here. So you start holding fast your confession. And then you come up to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy and, and find grace to help in a time of need. What does mercy do for you? Remember Paul said somewhere. He said, I have no commandment from God on this. But as one who has obtained mercy to be what? Faithful. In other words, the mercy of God keeps you faithful in your confession of God's word. Are you following what I'm saying here? And then he says, then you will find grace to help in a time of need. Now, what does, you must understand that where we are going to is to enter into rest. Because once you enter into rest, he says, then you have ceased from your works and God is going to bring about the manifestation. You are in that place of rest. So all of this he's talking about is to get you into the place of rest. When you enter into rest, the Bible says that you know, the earth will cause what has been sown to spring forth. It says the kingdom of God is as if a man will cast seed into the ground. And then he enters into rest. And the seed will spring forth and grow. He knoweth not how. So what you have entered into rest concerning, you will not know how that thing will happen. So let me give an example. There's a pastor who has been going around, you know, doing all kinds of things to try to cause his church to grow because he has seen from the word of God that, you know, I will bring from not. He sees that. So he's doing all kinds of programs and he's not, he's not at rest. But then he now says, you know what, I'm going to stay with the word of God. So he starts confessing, goes to the throne of grace, obtains mercy, and then after some time, all right, he enters into rest. And when he enters into rest, he says, stop all these programs. He says, they are my works. Stop them. He says, so what are we going to do next? He said, watch it. This seed we have planted will spring out. He knoweth not how. So what happens? Somebody in the church now gets up. And says, pastor, yeah. You know, I saw some people in one area. They need a boss. Can you just get a boss? I will bring those people to church. And the next Sunday, they've done programs for six months. The Bible says, why do you labor for that which, and you spend money for that? You've spent money and labored, and it's not meat, and it doesn't satisfy. Somebody, you spent 16 million on program. The church grew by minus two. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> then somebody says, Pastor, I just saw some people in an area just bought. And then you give how much? 10,000. And it comes that day, you see 200 people. Then you know that the earth has caused what has been sown to spring. Are you following what I'm saying? Which means from a place of rest, you now know the difference between Ishmael and Isaac. That Ishmael is trying to produce the promise without entering into rest. 
Isaac is saying, my business is to get into rest. Which means, even though I'm 100 years old and she's 99, as far I have come to now know that. Do you get what I'm saying? So you get into rest. Once you get into rest, you cease from your works. When you cease from your works, God begins to work. I've told the story before. A chap in church doing business. How did he get into it? I'm talking about rest. When, look, when, when God moves, God moves. I, I, look, I've, I've been, when I, when I started church, you know, people would give me ideas. I said, I've been, I've worked with God. I've discovered that when you are working with God, you, 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 what God will do next week, you don't know today. Do you get what I'm saying here? You don't know. I, I said, look, God is not like this. We can't be organized. All right? you, when you're working with God, this guy was in an airport. He saw his, his classmate. He remembered the guy talks too much. So he went to hide. They postponed, they moved his flight. So because they moved the flight in the departure lounge, he was looking at the classmate. Once he moves this way, he will hide. He moves that way, he will hide. Because he didn't want to meet him. But you see, God was trying to get a connection. God kept moving the flight to get the connection. He was God. One time he said he momentarily forgot about the guy. And the next thing he felt a hand on his back. My God! <laughs> he said he looked up and said, What? <laughs> the guy started talking. He said he was also guy. How did I miss this guy? Until the guy spoke on. He said, I'm a footballer in Europe and all that. He said, By the way, hey, some company has been telling me, massive company, showed them in one of the Czech, um, uh, Czech Republic, massive company, they want to come into Africa, they're looking for a representative, they came to meet me, because I'm the only Nigerian in that area, and all of that, they said, I'm not trusted, but I trust you. Can you do the business? Can you do it? This guy was into entertainment business, this is technology. He had no business with that. Do you understand it? Can you do it? He said, yes, I'm open. Listen, they connected him in six months. This company had bought their office in VGC. This was somebody he was running away from. Going about to establish his own righteousness. Going to Abuja to do his own business. Where God had his own agenda coming. Is when you enter into rest. Concerning the promise that the connection can be made on the earth. How do you get into that rest? Hold fast the confession of that promise. And when the pressure is on, come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help. And I'll close with this. What does grace do? Go to the book of Romans chapter 10. Look at what grace does. Romans chapter 10. That's why I said we are saved by grace through faith. That not of our own selves. All right. He went on and said, verse 10, verse 16, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Then in chapter 11 it says, Had God cast away his people, God forbid. I also am an Israelite, seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people. And in verse 3 it says, Lord, they have killed the prophets, they have digged down thy altars, and all of that. And then God said in verse 5, Even so then... At this present time, even so, then, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if it is by grace, it is no more of works. 
otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it's of works, then it's no more grace. Otherwise work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election. The election of what? The election of grace hath obtained it, and the rest were what? Blinded. In other words, grace opens your eyes the same way Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. What happens is, as you are confessing, you come up to the throne of grace, grace comes in and opens your eyes to see clearly. You see something in the realm of the spirit, you enter into the position of rest, and then grace goes and manifests it. Our mistake has been, we felt, it is the confession alone that will make it happen. So we are holding fast to it. Holding fast. And when the pressure comes, we give up the confession. But we are holding the confession when the pressure comes. We have a high priest. We go up to him. We obtain mercy. We find grace. You see something you have not seen. And your heart enters into rest. And you look around and say, I am now stopping. You know, I did the 50th for somebody who used to be in church. Let me tell you this. Close the place here. Let me tell you this. Recently, he was a first deacon, but he left the church. He was said he was moving to somewhere else. And we prayed for him. But let me tell you a story here. He got married. When he brought the woman to me, I looked and I moved back. I was startled. She had no makeup. Huh? Complete. So I asked her. Now, the same way you carry the wheelchair, somebody said I gave up my wheelchair. Are you following what I'm saying here? If you give up your wheelchair, you will not walk. Do you get what I'm saying? So you don't follow the method. You understand the word principle. She said, I've been praying and praying and praying, and I'll go to church, I'll make up all of this, I'll make up all of that to try to scare. Won't anybody see me change the hairstyle, change everything? one day I had it with God said I just decided no more makeup, nothing the man that will see me that God has called will see me as I am without makeup for you to do that she saw something the principle is not I'm no longer using makeup the principle is what made you change she saw something do you get what I'm saying she said no more makeup she had no more makeup then what happens she was a teacher in the Redeemed Church of God. This was 1994. So during their convention, she will teach. She had one of the um, workshops to teach. This will happen. They said, 30 people go to this class, 30 people go to this class. The 30th person was this gentleman. Go to this class. So she taught him. And then gave her email address. And said, you can email. So they started emailing back and forth. Hmm? And after some time, she said in her heart, she felt, this person we're talking will be my husband. But she saw, she had a witness in her heart. She said, God, I don't know whether this guy, you know, I've always told you, that I heard you told her of me, I don't know. But the guy also finally came to her house to see her. He was four inches taller than her. Now, so she entered rest. Okay? Now, now, well, just because uh, they got married. Okay? Now they got married. But you cannot organize teaching in camp where they say 30. Go this way. 
Because if that 38th person wasn't him, they probably will not. This is what I'm saying now. When you enter into rest, God begins to orchestrate things. Look, Joseph, the Bible says, he was bound in fetters until the word came. Something must have happened, Joseph entered rest. Because Joseph was not yet at rest. When he interpreted the dream, that's why he was trying to prod the butler, do something about it. That's a sign of not being at rest. But when he entered his rest, look, for you to orchestrate what God wants to do, it means, number one, the king must dream. You can't control that. Then after he dreams, he must mention it to his chief butler. He didn't have to mention it to them. I'm looking for the interpretation. Then the chief butler must remember you. Listen to this. And God must already have done caused something to happen in jail. In fact, the place where you will go is not jail to go and make the connection with the king. Are you following me here? Then after he said that, the king now invites you to interpret. Now the king is not bound to release you from prison because you interpreted. Or even if it's a good man, you can interpret, you can interpret and say, you can go your way. Then he asks and says, no other person and leaves him. Which means, you say, well, what is the strategy on how to get there? You can't control dream of the king. You, are you from saying here? It's only God that can control. What you can control is that you enter rest. Whatever you have entered rest concerning the earth will cause it to come forth. The kingdom of God is as if a man will take the word of God and cast it into the ground and sleep and enter into rest concerning it. Which means he is no longer fretful and all of that. How can he get to that stage by holding fast his confession and asking God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of my understanding might be enlightened that I might see what I am saying. He sees it in the realm of the spirit and he enters rest. After that, the same way that lady said, take off the makeup is not necessary. He says, there are programs I'm doing is not necessary. There's running around that I'm doing that is not necessary. I'm wasting money. I'm wasting time. Alright? God told somebody, he said, this land that you get shall not be by your sword, shall not be by your right hand, but by the light of my countenance. He said, and I will command deliverances for Jacob. The word in Hebrew means, I will command men to help Jacob. So he said, it will come by other people going to help you. So the earth yields it to you. And that's how grace produces that faith. Which means, opens our eyes to see. And we enter into rest. We've mixed it now with faith. We didn't just hear it. Now we've entered into rest. And when you enter into rest, you cease from your activities. You make powerful decisions. You tell yourself, I've ceased from this. Somebody calls you and tells you, no, we can organize it this way. You say, no, I'm not doing that. Same way Abraham said, I've lifted up my hands to heaven. Say, I'm not getting myself involved in that. But watch it. The earth will cause this thing to come to me. In other words, everything on the earth is now moving to make sure that that promise comes to pass within your life. You know what I'm saying here? And suddenly, that's why I don't believe people say, you know, young people, I'm saying it, many young people here. I always tell something, I will never in my life, never in my life, do anything to get anybody to invite me to preach. Why? The gentleman spoke at my birthday last week, he said this. Why? God showed me. 
He said, when you came into the University of Lagos, you weren't thinking about getting born again. He said, you and your friends in Ibadan arrived at the conclusion that his auntie was in charge of Mary Hall, that they would get you posted to Mary Hall. They got you a room, U218. He said, remember. He said, the fellowship you became president of opened the day you entered your room, U218, in U318. And they came downstairs because they didn't have enough chairs to take your chair, the president, to sit on. He said that was a prophetic statement that you were going to be president one day. He said you were still a sinner when I was arranging that. How much more you are my child? You are now trying to organize something. He said the place you are going to become president of that will give you a platform for you to get into ministry. He said, listen, hear how it happened. So why are you trying? He said, the same way you received me, walk in me. The same way I did it at the beginning is how I will do it every way. Anytime you raise your own hand to try to get involved, you delay the manifestation of the promise. Ten years it will have taken Moses. 398 years was when he entered his heart. He used his hand. He extended it again by 30 years. He said, Joseph should never have told the chief butler. When you get there, introduce me to the king. He should never have said it. He said, it was my own program to do that. He keeps quiet. So it took another two years for God to come round. Because if it happens quickly that way, you will think it was your own involvement that made it happen. So hear what I'm saying. There are many things you've tried to organize. You have been disappointed. It's part of God's program. Listen, because the more you push your agenda, the further the agenda gets from you. You might be right on the vision, but you labor not to make the vision happen. You labor to enter into rest. And then God labors to make it happen for you. But when you start laboring, that's why I said we think the word is to change. The word is to pierce you. It enters you, you enter into rest. Then, watch God and enjoy life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. I ask for one thing. Every promise you have given to them, they have been confessing over their lives. Grant grace this moment that their eyes may see those things. Open their eyes of their hearts that they might see and enter into rest concerning it. In Jesus' name, Amen.